Hey, this is Adam Torres, and I'm here to tell you that it has never been easier to start your very own podcast. At Mission Matters, our goal is to amplify stories that matter. That means we want to help you start your podcast because your story matters. We can do this in three different ways. One, join our podcast school and take a free or paid course. Two, visit our resources page where we've already figured out what you need, such as where to host your podcast. Or three, heck, we can even do everything for you through our podcast agency, including editing for cheaper than you can do in-house. Oh, and no contracts, services month to month. Get started by heading over to missionmatters.com and click on start a podcast. All right, now let's get into the show. Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Mission Matters Entertainment Podcast, your source for all things entertainment. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Patrick James Lynch on the line. He's CEO and founder over at Believe Limited. Patrick, welcome to the show. Adam, thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, man, I'm excited to get into this next film that you're launching. So um, Bombardier Blood, or I believe it may be out now, depending on when listeners are, are checking this out. But um, before we get into your new film, I do want to give uh, give the audience a little bit more in your background. So let's talk a little bit more about what you're doing over at Believe Limited. Tell us a little bit more about your company, please. I'd be happy to. Believe Limited is a content agency and film production company. We've been operating uh, for a little over eight years. Filmmaker Ryan Gielen is my partner. We met in New York as working artists. We partnered on our first project, a comedic web series that was intended to educate people with rare bleeding disorders. It's called Stop the Bleeding, modeled after The Office, and we're actually going into our 10th season. That project is still going, but that gave way. Congratulations, by the way. Hold on. 10th <laughs> season? No, you're not. You can't, you can't just, like, glance over that one. Like, congrats. That's the 10th season. 10 of anything is good, in my opinion. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. No, I know, I know you appreciate uh, what it takes to get digital content out and keep it continuous and interesting. And yes, it's been quite a journey with Stop the Bleeding. And um, that had people in our industry asking, what else are you working on? So we continue to use our skills as storytellers and creatives to build what's become, I don't want to say a traditional uh, content agency, because I don't really know what a traditional content agency exactly means. But mm-hmm. a creative agency kind of has typical architecture to it. That's sort of how we operate as an agency at this point. It's just uh, developed in a very organic way. And then through our mm-hmm. film production company, we've got a whole bunch of different titles with uh, various great producing partners like Paul Rudd and Mariska Hargitay, Alex Borstein, Danny DeVito. So we've gotten some really cool partners on the film production side as well. Man, that is so exciting. Um, and I think it's a great transition. So let's just uh, let's dive right into your, your latest film. Um, so Bombardier Blood. Um, first off, what, what, was the, what was the inspiration for this? How did this project come about? Well, The Climber, it's based on a mountaineer named Chris Bombardier who has severe hemophilia A. And he was attempting to become the first person with severe hemophilia to climb Mount Everest and actually oh. all seven summits the highest oh. mountain on each continent. Yeah, that was my response, too. I am not an out. Just period. Yeah. Forget the hemophilia part. Just period. No offense. No, wait a minute. Let me not say that. That's no, obviously the story. But I just mean, like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, it hurts either way. Well, I, I listen, I couldn't agree more, and I have no shame in saying that. What I, what I learned a long time ago is that filmmaking mm. is a team sport. And mm-hmm. so I didn't ever feel insecure about the fact that I'm not a mountaineer. I'm not particularly interested in mountains. 
Um, but I thought what Chris, when he came to me, he said, I know you're a filmmaker and I would like to tell a story about what is and is not possible when you have hemophilia because I am going to go try to climb Mount Everest, tallest mountain in the world. Wow. I have severe hemophilia. But if I was born in Nepal, where Mount Everest is located, statistically, I'd most likely be dead by 10 because they do not have access to the medicine that I do. So I want to tell this story of health disparity through my attempt to ascend Everest. I would love to tell you that that was my idea. It wasn't. <laughs> what I did well was wow. hear in that a, a profound and once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to capture a mile marker for a community that even in the U.S did not see past age 20 just six, seven decades ago. And to now have a guy who's gone to the top of Mount Everest and all seven summits to the top of each of them is just mind-blowing. I have severe hemophilia. I started doing the work I'm doing with in bleeding disorders specifically in response mm. to my brother passing from hemophilia and having a part of that passing being that he didn't have a community. He didn't have self-care practices. He was almost a little bit too healthy and he kind of forgot he had something that he had to take care of. So that started me on the mission that I've been on. Chris caught me in mission and said, hey, can we work on what has become Bombardier Blood? No way. What a <laughs> series of events. Like, mind blown over here. Like, I, you know, when you hear, like, how, what was the inspiration? How this project come about? Or this, that, like, that's a lot of things that had to line up. Like, then to me, like, to the audience, I mean, there's some filmmakers listening. There's some, you know, some people that are more consumers. I mean, everything, all the above listen to this show. And for the filmmakers out there, like, that are like, oh, my gosh, they're probably thinking in their head, man, like, uh, either a last film or one they're working on or they're, they need that last piece of the line or a story's not working like the way you just now described that you made it sound so easy but like the universe shifted to make this film happen it did and i am a believer in running through the open doors and i take pride in being able to take the different ingredients that are available the different stakeholders in a project the different objectives the different constraints the budgetary you know our company is believe limited we're aspirational mm -hmm. we're hopeful we have a big belief but we're a production company in an agency, which means everything is on a timeline, on a budget with constraints. Mm -hmm. So it's limited. So everything is believe limited. But I do believe working within the things that are granted. And this project had enough of these incredible ingredients. What it didn't have was a single idea of how we were going to get any of this funded. Just getting to Everest is <laughs> tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars. That's a go there. So that was a whole another kettle of fish and is a story for its own podcast, but the most important thing was there was a great opportunity. We both knew it and we pursued it doggedly. Wow. What an amazing, amazing story. So tell us a little bit more about, um, about what was, and, and again, this is a, this is a loaded, terrible question, but I don't care. I ask it anyway to creative <laughs> people. I don't care. I do it on a podcast. You're, it doesn't matter. I still ask the question. What was one Love of your it. favorite moments in making this film? So I was getting married while this was happening. Oh, my gosh. Stop. Stop. I, got, I can't. 2017 was a year. Well, no, so I was getting married. So you did get married or did I just? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I did. I'm married. Okay, got it. I was like, am I going to ask the wrong question to this guy? Now he's going to be like, I said I was, Adam. You didn't I'm didn't never was. speaking to that guy again. <laughs> um, no, but I was getting married to my now wife in Portugal. Um which meant we were bringing 85 members of our family from Cleveland and Los Angeles and New York City to uh, Portugal. While Chris <laughs> is on the summit of Mount Everest with one member of my production team, one person who was the on who's the mountain 
director, cinematographer, sound uh-huh. operator, DIT guy, everything. He was the one person we had there. Yeah. And around the time of my wedding was when the window for the summit was going to open up. So I'm at the airport in Lisbon at the end of the honeymoon. It's 5 a.m. in Lisbon, and I get a phone call from Rob, Rob, who is on Mount Everest. I see my phone, and I'm like, how is this happening? So he's on the Wi-Fi at base camp because welcome to the future. And he's mm-hmm. trying to orchestrate that Chris is near the summit. I know Amy, colleague, is with his wife in Colorado right now waiting to hear from him. Can you call Amy? Again, I'm in Lisbon. It's 5 a.m. He's on Mount Everest. Can you call Amy in Colorado? and get her to start filming Jess because I'm going to try to have the guys with the radios on the summit get Chris to call down to here. We'll hold up the phone and get a conversation with Jess. Amy can film. Sure, man. So I hung up with him. Again, he's on Everest. Called Amy. I was like, hi, Amy. She's like, aren't you on your honeymoon? I was like, sure am, but Everest is calling, so I have to talk to you. Can you start filming Jess, but don't let her know you're doing that? And what I think might be the most resonant moment of the film happened because our producer in that moment just saw enough, talk about running through the doors that are open, wow. enough ingredients to maybe, just maybe, set up a video slash phone call radio transmission from Chris on the top wow. of the world to his wife back in Colorado. But I had to help him orchestrate that from the Lisbon airport at 5 a.m. at the end of my honeymoon as we're literally walking down the tarmac. So, or the, the, the tunnel and, thing. And your wife's like, I married a filmmaker. Yeah, was that she... a good idea? <laughs> <laughs> I think he asks himself that question on a regular basis. Uh, but um, too too late. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, I, I'll tell you, like, if there was a moment that best summarized my life in 2017, it was that moment. And it was about 20 minutes later, I got a text. He did it. And uh, so, spoiler awesome. alert, folks: Bombardier Blood. Chris is going to reach the top of Mount Everest. It's not a will he, won't he movie. It's a movie about the journey of one guy overcoming the odds. How. This disease affected him, his family. He's carrying the weight of a community. It's his goal, mm. but now it's so many other people's hopes and dreams. What does that all mean for him? What kind of pressure does that put him under? Um, it's a very intimate tale. He and his family were very honest. Uh, again, I have hemophilia, so I think he and I were able to connect on a very deep level very quickly and just get into Crazy. it. So it's available on iTunes. If you have any questions about it, you can go to bombardierblood.com. Uh, answers to those questions will be there. But if you are intrigued, I would implore you to please go and buy the movie on iTunes. And if it makes you laugh and makes you cry, please tell somebody else about it. And let's, um, and Patrick, while we're at it, let's leave that one more time and let's leave it a little bit slower because I know they were going like the audiences are going like, where's my pen? Where am I going? I got to put this in Google. <laughs> I got to do something else. So website slowly and where can they watch it again, please? I think the number one note I get in presentations that I give is, can you slow down? Uh, the place that they can go for all information about the film is bombardierblood.com. And that's B-O-M-B-A-R-D-I-E-R, bombardierblood.com. It's available on iTunes. Depending on when you're listening to this, it's available for pre-order or you can buy it. But if you go right now, it's there, bombardierblood or bombardierblood.com. Perfect. Well, Patrick, really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about your background and all the great work that you did that you did on this film. And I'm excited to watch it myself. So this is exciting. Um, and to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, a lean review on the Apple iTunes Store. And if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, Mission Matters Entertainment, definitely give us a subscribe there, but also leave us some comments in the video. Love to know what kind of projects and things that you're working on. And Patrick, thanks again for coming on the show. Adam, a pleasure. Thanks for having me.